A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to Anime Real Talk, where we share our honest opinions on anime, Japan, news, and much more. It doesn't matter if you're new to anime, if you're a casual or a complete weeb, join the conversation here. I'm your host, Russell, and I'm joined by... Taha. And Ramin. So, how are you guys feeling about today's recording? This is the first time we've uh, we've done a recording from home. Yeah. I'm hyped, man. This is the Halloween special. Yay. Come on. Let's go. Um, I mean, uh, honestly, I, I, I don't feel any different. It's just that you guys aren't they're present like right in front of me when we're talking we have to do this through like discord and we can see each other like through the video but it doesn't feel as like bad because we've got our setup ready so yeah it's just a lot more comfortable because i don't have to like take everything around i'm just in my house yeah Roman's just sitting there with it with his uh comfortable neck pillow on <laughs> i do have my neck pillow on what about you guys how are you guys getting used to this uh new setup yeah, it's okay. Um, I think obviously it's a bit it's a bit different. And uh, for those listening, the reason that we're recording from home um, is because in the UK, London has been moved to a tier two, meaning that we can't meet up uh, due to coronavirus restrictions. So we've uh, we've all bought um, recording software so that we can we can all call each other and record from home. So this is the first first session. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably to be honest. Like, um, I I don't really mind it. Because uh, I've been working from home quite a while. So this feels like a natural transition. Just doing this from home now. And I'm just hyped for today's episode. Yeah, it should be, it should be good. Yeah, so, it, uh, it, Halloween special. What are, you guys, what are you guys thinking? What do you normally do for Halloween? Well, I, I celebrate my birthday usually around this time. So, mm. like, I usually yeah. hold... Like, for the last... Tyler, is it like the last two or three years that we've been doing, like, a Halloween party kind of thing? 
Yeah. For so, my birthday, um, right? Yeah, your birth your birthday normally falls like a week before Halloween, right? Yeah, like literally a week before. Yeah, and I think most of the parties are, are around that weekend, the week before. Yeah, because Halloween usually, so, like for the last two years at least, has been falling on weekdays rather than weekends. Yeah, so um, I I normally dress up a bit. Oh, okay. What's your what's Actually, your go-to? No, no, no. Not dress up, face paint. Yeah, he, he so usually just face paints, yeah. <laughs> so, you're, so you're just lazy, that's, that's what that To be means. honest, I think the face paint suits me more. And okay. I don't really cosplay or dress up. And um, I normally go for like a skeleton look or like an undead okay. uh, zombie look. But uh, nice, Roman's, nice. Um, Roman's cosplay last year was sick. What did you go as, Roman? Uh, I went as, what's that character's name from Tokyo Ghoul? Um... You know the one that has like the the cuts all over his hand, and he he has oh, the suspenders remember. on. Wait, it's got I'm like gonna... a massive scythe. I really yeah. can't remember. I watched Tokyo. Oh yeah, yeah, Suzuya, ago. Suzuya, Suzuya. Yeah, one one, guy, one yeah. of the one of the dubs. So the guys that like the 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 police that kind of kills the the um, ghouls. The ghouls, yeah. Oh. Wait, it looks so good. It's, the, it's, like, it's like the. Short kid so the with, with the, the long hair and he's got the clips on his hair yeah. and he's got like all these cuts in his arms and his neck, like these tattoo cuts. Yeah, and he normally wears like a white smart shirt. Yeah. With like red suspenders on. Yeah, I I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I went I as see it now. I was doing that as my cosplay last year. And we, yeah, we basically good. had like a we booked out like an Airbnb to have like a mm-hmm. pre pre party and then there was this um Halloween party going on in London. So like we had already booked tickets to that, so we all like went last year to that yeah. one. And it was pretty good and actually. To be honest, so. I think um, in London, it it celebrated, but I think in other areas it celebrated a lot more, like Halloween. Have you yeah. seen the celebrations in Tokyo, in Seoul? It's, I heard. It's on I heard in level. Shinjuku, it's crazy for Halloween. Yeah, I'd love like, to I go Halloween. I couldn't imagine Soho there or like Shoreditch packed like Shinjuku. Well, I think it still gets pretty busy. I mean, I normally for Halloween don't really do much. Like normally uh, my tradition is to just kind of like stay at home and watch a scary movie and uh, hand out the the candy because normally my family aren't around during Halloween. So that's normally my my You job. actually hand out candy? Yeah. Well, I mean, so when I when I lived in Qatar, Qatar has a really large American population. Like most of the expats that live there are American. So Halloween was a really big thing and I went to an American school. So they, they took it pretty right, seriously. Right. Um, so yeah, I was normally, I was normally in charge of doing that. And my parents usually, um, went out for dinner or something that night. And then I would kind of either take my younger siblings trick or treating when they were younger or, um, stay at home and, and hand out everything. Um, the, the, the most memorable costume I've ever had is I went as a grape one year. So I got one of those. <laughs> as a grape? Purple, yeah, yeah. I got one of those purple full body suits. What the grape? Yeah, I, I don't know. I just like I wanted to get one of those, you know, those those full body suits that like cover your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, so I went as a grape. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, that's actually quite yeah. hilarious. <laughs> that's that's an interesting idea. I went as that and a lumberjack. Like lumberjack is my uh, my go to. I think lumberjack and like normal lumberjack. A lot of people go well, as yeah. lumberjacks. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty easy because you just need a flannel shirt, a beard, a beanie. Probably some khakis or some jeans and uh, and an axe and your or like overalls. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. something like that, you know. So that was like that jean was overalls, like some kind of like boots, maybe like yeah, Timberlands or something like that. Go to. Yeah, that's lazier than face paint. <laughs> <laughs> it works. Honestly, yeah, I, like it works. It, it works. <laughs> I guess I, I, yeah. I realized like, because in Aus- when I used to live in Austria before I moved here in two thousand seven, um, we mm. used to trick or treating was a bigger thing in Austria. I realized than it was here. Like once I moved here. I don't think I've ever properly gone out trick-or-treating. Like, people just don't do it. I guess it's also depending on, like, the area. I live in, like, Ilford area. So, (laughs) like, Ilford area is mostly, like, Asian people and, like, a huge, like, Muslim population, right? So they, a lot of, like, strict Muslim households, they don't believe in Halloween. Like, as if they they, they really integrate religion into this kind of, like, fun thing. Because, like, they they, they, they say stuff like, oh, it's, it's, like to do with the devil and stuff like that but it's just for kids you know yeah yeah i get i get what you mean but it's understandable because it's a if they're strict muslims then it makes sense yeah but it's just i think it depends on the culture but to be honest yeah. i never necessarily watched too many horror films even though i love halloween like i just oh, love yeah, the I atmosphere like yeah like one day in the year you can literally do anything you want you can go out dress up like everybody just it just feels so relaxed and fun like the environment obviously there's christmas mm, yeah but halloween is a bit more of a fun scary kind of time it's a bit more party rather than yeah christmas, yeah a bit exactly. more like family it's definitely more um, halloween's more of a party vibe at least in london yeah. is what i feel like i don't know different areas might do like different boroughs different neighborhoods might celebrate halloween differently but like overall i think it's more of a party go out like dress up kind of thing rather than traditional go to people's houses and trick-or-treat for fun you know well Uh, this for this halloween let's uh let's let everyone know what we've been up to nothing (laughs) what have you got what have you guys been watching because i know that we've all been watching some scary anime all right anime yeah I, i feel like you get fun horror anime yeah and then you get a bit more uncomfortable horror really anime. uncomfortable right so i feel like s- some of the fun horror anime is probably soul eater the biggest one that yeah, I can yeah. Think oh, right halloween now. themed yeah. it's very halloween yeah, that's themed. really halloween themed but then i i also think like you know the recent release jujutsu kaisen you could yeah. easily watch that on halloween oh yeah for sure that's a that's well, a pretty even demon slayer it's a pretty like halloweeny kind of and it's not scary in terms of like spooky and like you know you get scared and fear it's just like a yeah like a halloween like kind of like tokyo ghoul you know you get the like monsters and stuff definitely be a halloween vibe yeah i think in like you know for like jujutsu kaisen and like tokyo ghoul the manga is a lot more creepy looking like it has a lot more like gritty and dark feel in the manga than in the anime and especially because it's all black and white, so yeah. uh, there's a lot more and emotion the ca- conveyed, I think, through those lines than there is in, in full color. The characters yeah. look a lot darker as well in the manga compared yeah. to like the I anime. I think it's because you're focusing on it as well. You don't really have any sound, music, nothing. Yeah. Like yeah. Your whole like mind is focused on it. And if That's you do true. see like a creepy image, it just has a bit more of an impact. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, um, I can talk about my horror kind yeah, of um, go for Halloween it, go for anime. It. Let us know what you've been watching. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So I think a lot of people have heard of this. It's called Helsing. Right? Yeah, oh, Helsing's right, yeah. Classic. Yeah, it's a classic. Okay. Um a bit of information around it. It was originally released in two thousand and one. So it's nineteen years old. Oh okay. no. It's way. pretty old. And then they remade it uh in two thousand and six into 
10 one-hour special episodes and they call this uh, Helsing Ultimate. Okay. And Helsing is a well-respected horror anime, um, obviously for its story, yeah. its animation at the time, um, and I think for its voice acting because the voice That's acting true. inside uh, um, Helsing is amazing. That's There's a guy true. called Alucard, the main vampire, yeah. and Anderson. Honestly, they're phenomenal. Like, I would just go on YouTube, their voice acting, because they're amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I will describe Helsing to you in a couple of sentences. And let me know what you think. Okay? Yeah, okay. go on. So, the story is basically about an army of Nazi vampires who wage war on the UK in order to kill this legendary vampire called Alucard. Right? Um, and he's from the Helsing organization. And at the same time, there's a secret sect from the Vatican called Iscariot, which okay. is basically made up of crazy crusaders. Um, and they basically attack England at the same time mm-hmm. in order to cleanse it from their religious point of view. Have you they ever want to kill all the zombies. So many of these anime and manga focus on, on England and like Victorian England. Is Helsing an, uh, an English character? Like Van, Van Helsing? Um, well, I'm, I'm not sure about that. Like but the, the story is set in England. The, the initial like, you know, because obviously like Helsing isn't exactly a original concept or an well, original Van character. Well, is normally like um, Northern Europe, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like I always, they always have it in like Transylvania and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. I think that's I'd a bit too uh, too cliche to have it set in Transylvania. <laughs> no, I I've seen a lot more of the like animes set in in England or in yeah, a British it's, scene. It's so a weird, like that's why I, that's why I was like kind of questioning whether I it's think the older English ones definitely. Um, Jojo as well was set in England, wasn't it? With that vampire story. Which one? I swear, Jojo season one was set in England. Was it not? Oh yeah, Jojo is yeah. It's set yeah. in England. I think the old school ones definitely had a bias towards England. Yeah, it's so funny. It's such a weird thing. Mm. Especially like but the yeah, Victorian um, era, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, so Helsing is like, it's a war that takes place on three different fronts and you just follow Alucard through this. Yeah, so just from me telling you about those sentences, like this few sentences that I described it with, you can tell it's a mental anime, right? Yeah. There's a lot like of war Nazis. going on. Yeah, yeah Nazis. Come on, it's got zombie Nazis. Like, what the hell? Um, and also, like, crusaders. Yeah. Yeah, like these religious crusaders. It's, it's just whack, okay? And I think definitely it's a Halloween horror anime. Yeah. So it has vampires uh, as the main kind of enemy. Um, lots of blood, gore. And by this, I kind of mean, like, um, heads falling off, limbs, limbs yeah. flying everywhere, right? I think the first scene is Alucard literally walking and getting shot down um, by machine guns, right? And his, his yeah. limbs are flying everywhere. Okay. Jesus. Yeah, so it's not really scene. for the faint-hearted. It's very gory. And I think it's, um, yeah, very, very gory. And it th- I think this probably falls among a bit more of an uncomfortable horror. But I think yeah. you'd definitely be able to watch it during Halloween, right? It's really great at building terror. Um, mm. because the vampires are just shown to be super strong, right? They can literally kill humans like in, in a matter of seconds and humans don't really defend themselves against, against their vampires. Only vampires mm. can kill other vampires. Sounds so there's, pretty there's a real sense of like terror so, um, yeah. and helplessness. I mean, it sounds pretty impossible right? to kill them the way you describe the vampires. Like, 
you know? Yeah. It, I think it has all the right elements of a horror, mm. right? Um, Did you genuinely yes. find it scary though? To be honest, I didn't find it scary. I found it more uncomfortable yeah, and just mean. gory. Um, I'm very it has, just it has the uh, Halloween bloody. vibe. Say that yeah, again? yeah, it's got the Halloween vibe for sure. And I think the character design, like one, one of the main things I like is Alucard. Mm. So Alucard he's a vampire, right? Mm-hmm. And in, in a lot of anime, the an, the vampire is kind of just shown as, oh, he just grows his fangs, but he's just a normal mm. guy or normal looking, like yeah, natural, Yeah, they normally make him look guy. very attractive. Like the yeah, Twilight and he's syndrome. got like bare girls around him, etc. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think in this anime, Alucard, he's, he's literally a monster. Some of the scenes, yeah. he's like licking blood off the floor. His body is contorted, <laughs> the way he moves, um, how he just wants to massacre everyone. And even the art style as well, he doesn't look human or vampire. Yeah. Sometimes in some of the scenes, he looks really crazy. So mm. I think this really helps. And on top of that, he's so overpowered. Like, honestly, yeah. he, he can't kill him. And I feel like the, the best his- example I can use, right, to describe this is when you're playing like COD or League of Legends or even Valorant, right? Mm -hmm. There's always that one guy that kills you and you have no idea how they're killing you, (laughs) right? That's basically Alucard. He's just OP. Like you're thinking, oh, is it lag? Uh, um, Am I lagging? Is it the server? No, they're they're much better than you. And this is Alucard. On on top of his really cool design, his gun is, uh, is a standout feature. That's that's a really famous part of his his character. That's yeah. He he's um he's very iconic. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I've definitely seen yeah. a lot of people cosplay him back in well back when I used to go to like Comic Con and stuff. So I've like se- I have definitely seen his like like cosplay and like the his gun. Character. It definitely does stand out for sure. Yeah, and if even some of his abilities are really creepy like he Mm. has like centipede abilities um (laughs) his body just disappears he controls blood um there's eyes popping out everywhere and he's so op i I think the best way to describe him is just like he's built different (laughs) (laughs) Built different. (laughs) what is he some kind of ichigo 100 emoji (laughs) well if you compare him to like uh, good since you said op if you compare him to like you know Ichigo from Bleach. How, what kind of OP is he? Is he, is he in a way like bad OP or good Why OP? Why are we comparing to Ichigo, dude? It's like nothing. Because <laughs> you you said OP, right? And if he's OP from the very beginning, you is it an enjoyable overpowering or is it is it like you know how slow how Ichigo builds it and it's just like ah oh, you don't want to see him anymore? Because I feel like well, a lot of from people from the start he's yeah, Alucard's from the start is OP. So it's like an, um, it's an enjoyable. You don't really know too much it's an about en- what he's doing. It's an enjoyable thing to watch him being overpowering. Yeah, yeah right? because yeah. You, you don't know his backstory and you don't know how he became that strong. And yeah. slowly right, right. over the episodes, it reveals more about his background and about his life, like his previous life and how he became this kind of immortal vampire. Right, right. So mm. out of five pumpkins, how many? How much do you five rate pumpkins? Five pumpkins. <laughs> Are we actually going to keep count this time? I'll try and keep going this time. I forgot <laughs> last time. I'll try and keep going. Yeah. Um, I'd probably give it a solid um, four out of five. It's not bad. That's and not bad. One thing I would probably say about it that I really liked about it is e- even though the anime is really good at building tension, hmm. um, mm. it's really good at breaking that tension 
because it has these scenes where the art style completely changes. Everything yeah. everything turns pretty cute, um, and things just look pretty dumb. Like it feels out yeah, of out of place. It's like a humor. Like, yeah, and this is what I'd expect from something like Naruto. Like Naruto mm. has that kind of scenes, but then you're getting in Helsing, where yeah, they're literally true. about to like kill each other. There's like heads flying off their blood everywhere, and then this scene pops off. Yeah, and it does. It's so good at breaking tension, so um, it's very enjoyable. Sounds like a pretty good thing. I like. I haven't myself watched Helsing. I've got it in my like list to watch. I'm probably gonna watch it over the the Halloween period, like over the next um, week. Fair play. Yeah, do it. So four pumpkins, yeah. Yeah, four, four pumpkins. pumpkins for that one. We'll see if we get any that beat four pumpkins because that's. <laughs> I think I might have one. Go on then. Um, so the one that I watched that I heavily recommend is probably the Junji Ito collection. So a bit of background on Junji Ito. Amazing. He's kind of known as the, uh, I don't know, the godfather of horror um, in Japan, um, especially for his his uh, manga and anime work. Um, just incredibly creepy. And this is definitely one of the more uncomfortable horrors rather than um, scary horrors. Yeah, so out of, I, I watched quite a few um, horror creepy anime uh trying to get into the halloween vibe um trying to get into the halloween spirit but the junji ito collection episodes were the only ones that actually made me i don't know it's it's the type of thing that kind of makes your hair stand up on certain scenes and i remember specifically the one that i disliked the most or the one that got me thinking the most was i think it was episode two there's this um episode with this really weird model and I don't want to go into it too much because I know that you guys haven't seen it, but um, the, just the story was... Uh, was, it was it's it was okay, lot, you can speak it, about it. I it don't was, think I'm going to watch it. I, oh, okay. I don't really watch horror. Okay. So, I've, I've read um, it, so I, I, can, I think I kind of know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. The, so the character's name is Fushi, and she is uh, quote-unquote a model, but really, it, it doesn't really explain whether she's human or a monster, but... Um, there's a there's a guy who seems to be having a uh, some bad luck that day. He's the main character of that episode, and a lot of these are short episodes, so either half an episode or an episode. But this one's half an episode, but it had mm. a lot of impact in my opinion. So he's just walking along, having his bad luck day. You know, trips, hits his head, whatever. Starts off kind of like a slice of life or like a psyche K episode, and as it progresses, he sits down in a cafe, opens a magazine, and he sees this really weird looking model. And he thinks to himself, oh, she's disgusting. I think he said she's disgusting or something along <laughs> <Okay>. those lines. <laughs> Does and she become his nightmare? Down. <laughs> yeah, so, she, so he starts seeing her in his dreams and he starts waking up in cold sweat. Damn. And he's just actually... Just cold sweats? <laughs> yeah, just cold sweats, nothing else. <laughs> and um, the thing that sticks out or the thing that they keep focusing on is her eyes. They're really bloodshot and, and small and piercingly blue. And... Um, as the anime continues, um, you find out that he's a script writer and he's trying to make a movie. So they make a successful movie, him and his uh, movie directing friend. And they start casting for a new film. And they put out an ad saying, now that we've become famous, please try and cast to be the heroine in our role. Hmm. And of course, uh, out of the three people that submit their application, Fushi is one of them. Yeah. And the director friend thinks it would be funny to cast her in the movie just to mess with him with the, uh, with the friend who was having nightmares about her so he he adds her in and they drive into the mountains to record the movie 
And she what starts, kind of movie is this? I don't know what the movie was about. It doesn't <laughs> even go into it. They just have the quote-unquote attractive heroine and then her as a weird comedic backup or something. Okay. Right. And you start to see that she's a monster in the car because she starts laughing and her fangs start coming out. Jesus. And then as it continues, it, it does a good job of not really focusing on those like cliche style horror elements, but it just keeps focusing on her eyes, her really weird bloodshot eyes, the whole anime or the whole half of an episode. And um, the reason I'm talking about this episode so long is because this is the one that stuck out the most to me and I couldn't believe that it was only half an episode and it had that much impact. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course it ends on a cliffhanger. You don't really see what happens to the main script writing uh, main character, but she eats two of the crew members, including the oh. main heroine because she was getting more screen time than her. And uh, two of the guys run away and leave him and she looks at him and it zooms in on her eyes um, and it kind of goes black for a second and it says, finally, we're alone. And then it ends. And then it's the next half of the episode. Um, And the next half was also quite interesting. It was, um, I mean, they're all really, really interesting stories. Mm, The one I disliked was probably episode one the most. uh, Although I think that character appears the most in the the opening. Would you you recommend it? Oh, 100%. Yeah, the, the... the more like all of the episodes are just really, really good. I mean, episode one is still very good, but it was probably my least favorite. Yeah. Hmm. So I have a question. Yeah, I want to know what's going in Junji Ito's brain to write all this. I, I got no idea. I mean, from the, the, so the second half of that episode is completely different. So he's writing all kinds of stories. Yeah. The first one is a bit occult. It's about a guy who puts curses on people. That second half of the second epi- uh, the first half of the second episode is that weird monster woman who's um, on the cover of quite a lot of his work and she's broadcast quite a lot. So yeah. I think that that was have you, a hard Have you uh, heard of Uzumaki? Uh, yeah, I've heard of That's Uzumaki. one of his yeah. works, right? Yeah. It, it's one of his um, most popular. I'm not sure if Raman, you've read it. Have you I, read haven't, it? I haven't I, read I, Uzumaki I haven't. yet, no. All right, this, this shit is crazy. Okay, <laughs> so I got gifted this and uh, yes. I read probably the first five chapters and I was just feeling so weird. And like my, mm. I was just thinking like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Mm. And, and the way he builds up like the story, mm. um, the actual drawings itself, they're probably some of the creepiest stuff I've seen. Yeah, the drawings are wild from what yeah. I've seen. And Uzumaki is basically about a town which is cursed. So I think he has a thing about four curses. From right. It makes sense because it's Japanese folklore, isn't it? From Yeah. And the weird thing about this is like everything is like, circulars in, in a very circular motion like spirals mm-hmm. and it gets onto people's bodies people start going crazy oh, it goes to the sky yeah. um like lots of demonic curse stuff start happening yeah, in that that's town one of the most famous drawings the girl with this spiral with the face in her eye yeah and i, I yeah. saw it and i was like oh shit um <laughs> i haven't finished it i'm not really a big fan of horror so mm. i'm not sure if i'm gonna but um, if someone does really like horror, I'd recommend it. Like, yeah, for sure. Going going back to what you were asking about what goes on in like Junjito's head, right? I've I've read like, that his his style of horror, obviously from what we've talked about, it's not your conventional horror, right? Where there's yeah. vampires or kind of like murder, ghouls, monsters. He, from what I've read, he works with like the the human psyche, emotions, and phobias. Mm. That's why we, mm-hmm. when we read his like works or when we watch his works, we start to feel uncomfortable. He really like yeah. focuses on making oh, wow. you more uncomfortable and think about your fears. 
rather than job. just like yeah. jump scares. <laughs> you know how when you watch horror movies, it's more the sound and the jump scares. His one's more yeah. everything's in your head. That's why, mm. so you know how you, Ross, you were talking about the, f- the second episode, like the first half of the second episode. Yeah. To me, it sounded more like he was making jealousy into a horror thing because she was jealous yeah. of the, the other actress for more time. She's yeah. jealous. I guess it's a, it's a way of exploring jealousy in a really twisted mm. kind of way. That's true. Because I, from about talking about Junji Ito, I was reading, I read the, um, what's it, Human Blimp? Or Human Balloon, mm. I think it's what it's called. And the story mm. is about um, how people see themselves. So the monsters aren't your typical vampires, your typical like horror monsters. Yeah. They're yourself as like an inflated blimp. Your head is inflated. And <laughs> the blimp is the, the line that connects to your body and the blimp head yeah. is a noose around your neck. Okay. And you trying to fight kind of yourself and it, when i read it i was just like this is so creepy and yeah this is whack. so very yeah. like <laughs> psychological in a way but yeah. it's so good at the same time because it's not stuff that you read i think that's why um he gets the he gets titled as like the best horror mangaka yeah out there yeah of like people drawing yeah. making horror style like animes or mangas he is one of the um, best like the leading man to do it he does other things as well so so that second half of the second episode the story is completely different and it's not really it's questionable whether it's horror or not but basically it's about a guy who has dreams that increase in length every time he goes to sleep and it ends up being that he lives for a thousand years through his dream wow and that was a story that wasn't necessarily as you said it's kind of exploring the human psyche yeah for sure it's it's not in itself scary but the idea that you might have a dream that lasts a thousand years and you wake up and eventually the guy who has these dreams crumbles into dust because his body can't sustain living for a thousand years while he sleeps and then living a whole day when he wakes up it's the thought Um, of that that's scary yeah it's just interesting like this guy's brain is on a different level i wonder what his hobbies are (laughs) fun fact about him though um he used to be a dental technician before he became a full like manga artist, a full mangaka. Really? Yes. He. Uh, I read up about this. I think this. he must have seen some crazy teeth. Like <laughs> he, he must have been doing a lot of morphine, man. He used to work in the <laughs> dental sector, and while he was working, he, as a hobby, he started writing manga. And one of his like really early um, written works was is considered one of the best. But it wasn't considered by other manga artists as manga because he's not a mangaka. He's a dentist. Mm. So people like so pushed him off. Hobbyist. And then like okay. he, he, oh, st- wow. he stopped being a dental technician and started doing manga for a full-time job. That's when he became really popular and got like accepted into the community, I mm. guess. Yeah. So just to, just to talk about the Junji Ito collection a little bit more. Um, animation studio is Studio Dean which is uh, quite well known. Um, the story itself, the stories within the 12 episode collection are animated excerpts from his books um, that mm-hmm. were recreated as an anime and they're scattered throughout the 12 episodes, either as a full episode or half episode or sometimes even just a 10 second or, uh, sorry, um, one minute clip at the end of an episode. 
So there was one episode that ended that just had a minute or two minutes of um, a story just at the end. So they're quite fragmented, split throughout, split up throughout the episodes, and it also includes two OVAs. Um, and if you have Crunchyroll, I think it's I think it was originally broadcast on Crunchyroll, and it's still up on there. Um, where, but obviously, you can watch it on whatever anime streaming site you want. Yeah. So how many pumpkins? I think it's a five pumpkin one. So, uh, so on, just honesty. to get this straight, the pumpkins are the rating, right? Yeah, pumpkins, yeah. yeah it's like oh, stars, okay. like five stars. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think that one's definitely a fiver. I would and I think probably all the manga that it's based off of could also be a five pumpkin. That's exactly what I was thinking. Because when I read the human blimp or human balloon, because it has two different names for some reason, um, I def- I'd yeah. definitely give it a five star for the horror aspect because mm. it's a horror manga, right? And not a lot of, yeah. I guess, horror mangas have that kind of creepiness and like fear about them. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely incredible. And just to go into that, the day that it was released, it was released in eight languages. So they obviously expected it to do very well. Eight languages on the day? Yeah, on the first day. So they already went through and dubbed it That's or pretty subbed cool. it in eight languages, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Just to know that your work will be worldwide and people will actually end up loving it so much. Yeah. Is, is Wait, crazy. that's the anime, right? Yeah, that's the anime. Well, I think it's probably because the manga was uh, best-selling, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's so what I mean. He's so good that they anticipated the anime to do that well that they need to release it first day in eight mm-hmm. languages yeah. for people to, to enjoy. Yeah. So I feel like um, Junji Ito is more like the horrifying anime oh, yeah, definitely. and the manga. Um, I have one recommendation, which is a bit more of a fun anime. Right. Mm. Uh, but it's still horror. Right. It's a Carbonary of the Iron Fortress. Oh, I love Cabinary, yeah. man. I love mm, it. I don't know what that is. Or <laughs> Roman, you haven't seen it? No, no, I haven't. I actually, thinking back, I haven't watched a lot of, say, horror animes because there isn't that many. Yeah. The ones that classify themselves as horror aren't end up not being horror, you know, like Tokyo Ghoul and stuff. Yeah, to be honest, this sorts. is the same. It's, uh, this is it's not zombie. really horror. Yeah, this it's is not conventional horror. horror. It's more gory, yeah. kind of monster-related. Rather than yeah. horror. Yeah. So, um, Carbonary with the Iron Fortress, I definitely recommend you to watch it, Roman. I think you'll, yeah. you'll like it a lot. Yeah. So, um, released in 2016 with Studio. So, you already yeah, know it's going to be good. You know it's going to be good. And it came out with 12 episodes. Mm-hmm. But recently, they started releasing them in films. Films? So, they released three films. Um, and the first two are basically the anime in six episodes. Mm-hmm. So, the film is around. I think an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll definitely recommend watching the films instead. It just leaves okay. much more of an impact. Right. Uh, it's easier to watch. You can probably just watch it in two days. It's like an hour and a half each. I believe right. when I watched it, I was watching it weekly as it came out. Yeah, same. Mm. Um, but I, I feel like there's a different experience weekly. And when you watch it in the film, oh, yeah, for everything sure. just like flows that I'm bit sure better. I'm sure it must go better. Yeah, and you can just feel more engaged. So, um, yeah, Ramin, I'd say, right, if you like Train to Busan, You'll like this. Oh, I've, I, I enjoyed Train to Busan. Yeah. So um, I think there's something about a train fortress being the last safe place in the world, which is full <laughs> yeah, of they love that. zombies. 
<laughs> yeah, or in this case, Carbonet. So they call the zombies Carbonet, right? Yeah. Right. Carbonet is just running around everywhere, taking all the forts, killing everything. And the last safe place is these separate train. train station fortresses yeah. and these trains. So this is like an environment I haven't really seen in anime hmm. before. Yeah. And we even get like samurai with swords and steam-powered guns. Yeah. Um, so this Steam is kind of like a feudal zombie samurai anime mixed yeah. with um, steampunk. Yeah, this, it's definitely got that yeah. steampunk element. I yeah, like exactly. the steampunk stuff. It looks yeah, yeah, really so cool. It, I feel like this kind of stuff is not really seen too much in anime. It's definitely original. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So sh- shout out to the anime. It's really good. Um, so the story starts off with the main character called Ukuma. Right, mm-hmm. he's the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really motivated to to kill the Cabernet. Like you'll find out why. Um, and he's the type of guy who wants to fight, right? And I love his character because he's actually innovative, right? He has that determination to actually even mm. go and build out his own weapon yeah. to kill these Cabernet. Mm-hmm. And he always puts like people above himself. Mm. Um, and he has that kind of motivation to yeah. like strive forward. Right, so it's probably sounding like a shonen, but I think this is a bit more yeah. of a seinen. He's almost Naruto-esque in the way that he thinks. I think he's. I think he's. This is going very controversial, but I think his character is a bit more developed than Naruto's. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! I, I completely agree, but I just mean in the way that um, that type of shonen stereotype plays out. Um, yeah. that's the kind of way he thinks. Like, I will be the greatest savior of humanity. I love everyone. I'll put everyone above me. <laughs> But he, he's, he's very realistic, though. Yeah. Um, and I think my favorite scene, right, is he, he basically, there's, it's not a spoiler, but in the first, like, 10, 15 minutes, he gets bit by a carbonary. Yeah. Uh, and he stops himself from transforming. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is, like, yeah. the core part of the story, so it's not and really a spoiler. I think he's spoiler. one of the only people to ever do that. <clears throat> yeah, he's, like, a natural kind of carbonary, so a mix yeah. of carbonary and human, mm. right? Um, so he's... Jumping on the last train that's leaving the station and the whole fortress is infested with zombies. But they basically kick him off. They shoot him off because he's got um, like zombie marks on him. Like he's he's clearly been infected. Yeah. Right. So um, instead of kind of like hating them or just like just going away or just like disappearing, uh, when the train gets stuck and they need to kind of uh, pull a lever outside, um, nobody really wants to go outside. But yeah. Ikuma is already outside, yeah. right? And he's fighting off all these um, uh, cabinet, right? And he, he makes like a really, really good speech then. I think he says something along the lines of, watch the man who who you abandoned, um, <laughs> who helps you escape. Yeah, Great and I'll shade. be laughing at you from hell. Yeah. And I was like, what a badass main yeah. character. <laughs> and the way he shouts it with so much emotion. Yeah, yeah. Right, and the the soundtrack is going mad. The soundtrack is also yeah, really phenomenal good. in this anime. Um, definitely love that part. And um, right after that very emotional scene, which is like um, a lot of action built into it, sacrifice yeah. as well. The whole scene just goes silent as the train starts to leave, hmm. and he's obviously not on the train, and he's like on his knees, and he starts crying. And I yeah. feel like it's such an amazing feels-inducing scene yeah. from a character. And you can already tell how complex this character is just from yeah. the first like 15, 20 minutes. Hmm. Yeah, so I agree. yeah, He's this, this anime more, is probably one of my favorites. He's a lot more than just a regular shonen, but I just meant um, 
that kind of sometimes that ideology comes out because at the end of the day it is a bit of a shonen. It does definitely times. give that kind of vibe, you know, he, he, being a heroic yeah. person in that yeah. sense. It, it's definitely like a ride to watch as well. Like in the first 15 minutes, oh, yeah, like a sure. station gets attacked. Hmm. Um, he gets turned into a carbonary. There's like a mad dash to the final train and to escape yeah. this whole city. And, Sounds um, pretty cool e- though. Even after, yeah, in, even after this um, kind of plot point, right? There's even elements of like Attack on Titan, <laughs> which mm, I thought was yeah, funny. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, because um, there's like massive zombie masses being controlled yeah. by one person and they're yeah, basically yeah. breaking into forts and killing people. So I thought yeah. that was like very reminiscent of Attack on Titan, but it was still yeah, cool because sure. it had its own unique aspect. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's definitely the way I would describe it as unique. I don't think there's many anime that, that are similar to that. Yeah, yeah. And there was even another part when he's like prisoner on a train yeah. and it felt very Snowpiercer-esque. Yeah, exactly. Because they need similar. to get to the engine room and escape yeah. and get past all the cars. Like yeah. it, was, it was pretty amazing seeing this anime version of it. Um, but yeah, I think it's a great Halloween choice, right? Like For along sure. the way, we, see, we meet different characters, mm-hmm. different thoughts. Um, we also get to um, meet this character called Biba, who's the Shogun's son. And he's yeah. basically a K-pop looking idol <laughs> with pink hair. <laughs> <laughs> what? He's, he's on a revenge plot. Yeah. Um, and along the way, right, you basically find out more about the Kabane, mm-hmm. the Kabaneri, yeah. uh, people's motives. Um, and yeah, overall, I think it's a perfect pick for Halloween. You can watch it really easily. Two movies, lots of zombies, monsters. Main character is like a complete badass. Yeah. Um, lots of action. And the soundtrack's amazing. Yeah, it's a it's it's a solid it's a solid choice for sure. I really liked it. Aside from it being unique, I think the other reason that I really enjoyed Cabaneri was just because when I was younger, I was absolutely obsessed with zombies. I've got no idea why. I just really liked them. <laughs> I think it was probably a Call of Duty thing. You know, right oh, when really? that yeah, were well, Black Ops with the zombies and everything. Yeah. I was just really into it. Best and, thing of the time um, for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. And I used to read like zombie books. World War Z was actually a book before it was a movie. So that's I how love into that movie. I was. I was reading. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a good movie. Um, yeah. And there, there was like The Walking Dead, and I was reading this zombie manga. Yeah. Um, there was there was a lot that I was into, but so I, I have an interesting story actually about zombies. Now that yeah. I bring it up. So I was shit scared of zombies. Okay. <laughs> Because my first zombie film or experience yeah. was uh, 28 Days Later. Oh, man. Oh, have you seen that? That's a great movie. So I, I saw that when I was probably 13, 14. I know it's not Halloween related, but watch that movie if you have not seen great. that movie. Yeah. It is great. Oh, sorry, so, not anime related. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when I saw it, I got nightmares. <laughs> I actually loved <laughs> yeah, the concept. Yeah, for though. sure. And I avoided, I avoided zombies for quite a while. <laughs> until I saw The Walking Dead and I was like wait these zombies are completely different they're literally half dead walking around you can probably avoid it yeah. and then at times I thought you know what this kind of world would actually be it's very in- enjoyable to watch yeah for oh, sure you mean the show I thought you meant the actual world would be enjoyable I was going to say that as, as, as in shows based on that oh yeah yeah for sure it's enjoyable super to interesting watch. I enjoy watching yeah. those kinds of those kinds of worlds like, for example, you know, like, World War Z, I was hoping they would make a second one, but they ended up not making it, and I was kind of like, oh, mm. it's a bit of a I bummer. I think it's just, just because of the way the book's laid out, it, yeah. it didn't, it doesn't open um, the, the way to make a second movie, yeah. because 
the book essentially speaks about how eventually zombies would would die out because vaccines they have and to stuff. disintegrate yeah well, no it's just i mean they, they would die, they're rotting bodies essentially all so right at, yeah at yeah. a certain point in time they kind of all disappear or almost all disappear but yeah going back to um halloween style horror anime my i would say my first encounter with a horror anime would be vampire mm. hunter d uh okay. it's a 1985 movie based on okay, okay. the same name manga it's like a re it's a really old old movie but i think i watched it when i was i think it was say 12 or 13 around the, around mm. that age that's when i because i used to watch manga uh, i mean anime a lot anyways and that would be the first like horror um anime yeah. and it's based around a vampire hunter whose name is d throughout the whole movie so yeah, you never know that you never get his full name <laughs> like it's literally just d and that's it and he's cool. he he hunts vampires as a mercenary so he's a vampire hunter for hire kind of thing so he's not your um typical hero he will be oh, okay. heroic if you pay him and he won't be if you don't pay him kind of thing does he hate all other vampires no, in in a sense, because he's half vampire, so he he is a tam vampire. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> so a a vampire. It's spelled it's with a D H. They they are oh. they are like folklore. Um, half human, half vampires, mainly between a male vampire and a female human, and rarely between okay, female vampires was, and male humans. I thought it was. Tampire, like with a T M. No, no, D D H A M P I R. Okay, it's a very. I don't even know how to pronounce that. So he's he's male and female. No, no, no. He's he's a half vampire, half human. So his mum his mum was human and his dad was a vampire. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So for some reason I thought you said he's male and female. No, no. So those those types of like half human, half vampires mostly occur between male vampires and female humans, rather than the opposite way around. What's, what the, what's the world like in in that movie? Yeah, because it, that that uh, manga and anime is probably is set in 1985. No, it's not set, but it's made then. Yeah, so it's I'm, it's I'm set in a more kind of it's set in a more Victorian esque um, mm. world. Oh, it's okay. it's not in a real uh, life setting. It's a fantasy okay. Victorian esque world because even the like outfit of the female lead is very Victorian esque, but also kind of steampunky as well okay so it's kind of a mix but then again you know steampunk is based on victorian style mm. victorian age style but it's initially just a story of him getting hired by a girl who's bitten by a count uh called count lee okay and b- before she doesn't want to turn into a vampire so she wants d vampire hunter d to kill him and it's just a story okay. like a huge kind of story within a story and it just goes on for so long romance him, there 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 is a bit of romance but um d is not that kind of a character where he would fall for the the girl and he doesn't ha- he's not that like typical vampire where a lot of girls swoon over him kind of thing because mm. he's 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 a lone warrior he kind of li- he kind of just likes to wander around the earth and get hired to kill vampires and the second movie is pretty much kind of kind of the same thing as well but it has more of a lively, so Vampire Entity Bloodlust, which is the second movie, has yeah. kind of more of a 
less creepy vibe. It was made in 2000, I think it was made in 2000 or released in 2001. So it has less of that dark vibe than the 80s so, movie. So what do you think it sets it apart from other vampire kind of anime? From the ones that I've watched, it's 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 a it's slightly more vampire related. So it has a lot more rather than just different monsters, it's very much vampire related. It has a more of a story of humans connecting with vampires rather than just vampires like killing humans. There's more of a human vampire vibe between in, in those movies. But So it's like relationships between them? Yeah, relationships between them, seeing seeing like half vampire, half humans engaging with uh, either siding with vampires or siding with humans and those kind of things. Slice of life? No, no, it's not it's not slice of life. I think it's a lot it's a lot more just action. And they're just creepy, creepy character designs, creepy characters. Oh, okay. Like that kind of that kind of thing. Because it's, it's there's not as there's not as much of a like a developed kind of feeling to to the movies. In my opinion, it's just a very yeah. straightforward kind of horror action based anime. Is it more of a cliche anime, uh, like vampire type story? There is definitely is a lot of cliche in it, for sure. Okay. There is definitely, yeah, I could tell. There's definitely a lot of cliche <laughs> in it. Like he, di- he dies and then it comes was back made to in life. 1985, right? Yeah, it's an early, early movie. So you couldn't, yeah. you wouldn't expect that kind of development because everything cliche mm. would be new back in the day, you know? That, that's, that's fair enough. He also has a horse, doesn't he? Is the horse also a vampire? No, it's just his. If I remember correctly, it's just a horse. <laughs> it's just oh, like okay. a, his, 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 his companion. <laughs> no, it's got horns and red eyes, though. I I'm, I don't, I don't like fully remember everything, but I I if I don't remember if the horse has powers to be honest. Mm, I just remember that it, I saw a picture of it uh, when you said that you were going to watch it, and, yeah. and the horse had red eyes. So I thought, is it a vampire horse, or what's going on? Here? I would I would assume it it it, it would be because he's a, he also has powers, not just vampire powers, mm. but he has like other special powers as well that he kind yeah. of figures out later on in the first movie. The graphics look really interesting, though. I really love the the kind of 1980, 1990s anime vibe that that you get from those kinds of drawed, like everything's drawn. You yeah, know? yeah. It's a very, it's a very, it's a very cool, cool anime to watch to take you away from all yeah. the modern stuff that we are so used to watching. You know. Yeah, I feel like yeah. it's probably more of a traditional approach. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. And like while while I was watching rewatching it. I thought of, you know what, since I'm growing my hair out, I obviously won't be able to grow it out as long <laughs> as the character D. But obviously using, there's hair extensions. I'd probably be able yeah. to do that next year at some point. Because obviously oh, damn, we won't honestly. be able to, no, no. we won't be able to do the Halloween like stuff this year. We got you down but as next the year. guy from, from Haikyuu. I thought that was going to be your... Your great that, that would be a good cosplay, but for Halloween, I'd really would like to go as Vampire D. Because his, his yeah, outfit's pretty enough. cool as well. He's got like oh, the yeah. really well, big hand. to go as the red-eyed horse with you. Yeah, um, well, one thing I just realized. Be the horse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with uh, Vampire Hunter D. Yeah. The art style um, of the kind of just the posters and the artwork around it. Yeah. It's very reminiscent of Final Fantasy. Yeah, so um, it's not your, tri- like, you know how we see anime now? Those characters yeah. are designed to be Western, like, well, white mm. people. Rather than your traditional yeah. Asian style, I, I always love the Final Fantasy cover art. Yeah, it's very um, 
reminiscent of this. Like they they're very pointy looking. Like he's very pointy looking. Yeah, he has yeah, like a yeah. really sharp well pointy skin. Like like a yeah, jaw sharp. and everything. So it's not your tr- typical what we see in manga characters now, at least, or even so back in the pumpkins? day. How I would I'd give that? it three point five. Yeah, uh, you know, I was gonna guess that you were gonna give it around a three. I don't know why. Yeah, I just thought it, it it's it's like not super horror, but it's a good watch. Like when I watched it when I was younger, I thought this is really cool. And obviously, I watched yeah. the second one when it came out as well in two thousand. But when I was when I watched it, I thought it was pretty cool. But comparing it to like now and to horror and scary, it's not like super horror. But it's it's a it's a good watch. It's a very fun yeah, watch, I think. Enough. It's something if you want to throw back, I think. Yeah, if for sure. If you want to watch that old art style. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Actually, speaking of pumpkins, Tala, did you give your pumpkins to Cabineri? I don't think you did. All right, you did. Oh no, I completely forgot. Okay, let's let's do a pumpkin <laughs> for Cabineri. Um, probably five. I really enjoyed it. Uh, oh. I would agree. I think that's a five pumpkiner. Yeah, I probably would agree if I watched it, but I haven't. I'll go. I'll go. I'll. I'll <laughs> after I, this, I'll probably end up watching it. Put it on your list. Yeah, put it on your list. Probably watch it over the weekend, to be honest. Yeah. So one that I saw that wasn't for the list was one called Hell Girl. And, you know, because we were doing this special episode, I thought, let's search up horror anime and find, I don't know, a popular listing online. Yeah, I swear all of those lists are bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I thought, so you bad. know what? Someone's probably going to go on one of these lists after listening to this or maybe because they want to watch something for Halloween. So let's choose something off one of these lists. And the one that caught my eye was Hell Girl. Um, it sounds it like Hellboy. Terrible, terrible. Don't, don't do not watch it. In my opinion, um, <laughs> there are some aspects of it that were good, but just the overall story, it's trying to do too many things, and I think that because it tries to do too many things, it can't really do all of them well. Um, I think if I was going to give it a pumpkin, it's probably a two or a two point five. I don't think it was absolutely atrocious. You should never watch it, but I think you should watch it knowing that it's probably going to be quite bad. And if you set that expectation hmm. low, you might be surprised. Why is it so bad? So, again, it's just they try to do too many things. So they have each each story or each episode is set as a different sub-story within the overall anime. And across the series, they keep the... So that Hell Girl is a, a girl hmm. named Ai. Yeah. Enma Ai. And uh, there's a few other helpers that are also kind of main characters, but she's known as Hell Girl. And she is, um, she has this vision of this other person that in, that intermittently comes in and out. She's kind of like the conscience or the the good in I. Um, the, that's the way I perceived it. And uh, yeah. occasionally, some of the other characters can see them. And there's this one character I can't remember her name, but she's this little girl that follows I around, and she's hmm. just the most annoying character. And she's kind of thrown in there to be comedic, like tension disruption. But she does a very bad job, and whoever wrote her parts did a very bad job of trying to make her funny. Um, it's the type of thing where it's like, oh, let me just kick this guy who hasn't done anything, and then he goes, ow, my knee, and then she <laughs> says, you deserved it because I'm an. It's that type of thing. So there's just these weird things, weird anime cliches that are thrown in to kind of break it up. The m- majority of the stories within Hell Girl are kind of centered around bullying. Um, so uh, quite quite a large majority of the episodes are this kid's getting bullied or someone's getting bullied online or someone's parents are beating them. Hmm. It's, it's kind of centered around real life situations. And obviously the audience is more 
school age. So a lot of it is to do with bullying. Right, right. And um, the, the, the interesting, the, or the part that the anime does well is um, Hell Girl will send you to hell. Uh, so you go on a website and you request Who her. would I guessed? <laughs> so you request her to come and send the person that you want vengeance upon to hell. Yeah. But the catch is you sign a contract with her that when you die, you also go to hell. Oh, shit. So you, so all the people are kind of in a living hell and the way they describe the situation is a living hell. Mm-hmm. And so they think, well, at least if I can get out of the living hell for a bit, I can live a real life. But if I stay like this, I'm going to be in hell my whole life and then maybe I'll go to heaven, maybe I'll go to hell, maybe nothing will happen to me when I die. Yeah, so It sounds like a shit version of Definite. Oh, it, is, it, it is very much like that. But the one part that they do well is after she sends someone to hell, there's a short clip of what's happening to them in hell and it shows them the first time that they die. So she says, you will die for your first time now and it shows you the way that that person is being tortured um, before they pass away and when they or when mm. when she kills them they go on the boat across uh, a river which is quite synonymous with like greek mythology river, the sticks. river sticks and yeah that type of that type of ideology so um that the scenes of the actual hell itself are actually really interesting and in the way that they make each one tailored to the specific person that's having vengeance acted upon them is really interesting and i think if they had expanded on that uh and and kind of detracted on this weird cliche background story nonsense and just kept it to 12 completely individual episodes yeah it could have done really well but i think they just tried to do too many things with this kind of sub story within the stories hmm. tying all okay the so together. i i googled it and the yeah. most google thing about hell girl is does hell girl have a plot <laughs> yeah it's so it's it's what i'm saying so each episode is completely that's enough different. for me yeah each episode is completely different but there's this weird subplot that goes on throughout the series that doesn't need to be there it should have just been 12 standalone episodes in my opinion and it would have been a lot more enjoyable than having this kind of stupid um so that's probably one of the worst anime to watch for halloween yeah i agree i mean if they had a a compilation of all of the hell scenes i think that would be interesting i don't know if that exists but that might be interesting to watch i think those scenes were well done but everything else i don't recommend and that's why it's gotten a, a two pumpkin it's not like the worst thing ever you could watch but uh i don't think there's enough there to warrant actually watching it for halloween so Hmm. don't believe these lists that you see on google right yeah so apart from that do you guys have any other ideas that that you would list yeah you have any other manga anime or any anime that aren't specifically horror that you would recommend someone to watch on halloween so i know we said soul eater earlier but yeah i would probably say jojo so the first season is surprisingly very vampire focused, which I didn't expect because I always thought it was about these different guys with superpowers and they're going on a journey to kind of get revenge or something. That's how I heard of it. But then when I watched the first episode, it has lots of vampire elements. Okay, yeah, yeah that's um, true. Yeah, yeah, because there's literally, it's the vampire curse, right? It's a stone mask. Yeah. Whoever wears a stone mask turns into a vampire, goes yeah. and kills and transforms. And then there's also the two strong characters, Jonathan, um, yeah. Joe Star, and also Dio. Yeah. <clears throat> so the first season is literally set with just those two. And every season after it focuses on a different Joe Star. Yeah. So of uh-huh. his lineage. And I, I feel like the first season, season is crazy because it, the time skips. Like it's it's as if someone 
made uh, an anime and just put it in fast forward and you're just being <laughs> oh fast yeah forwarded. definitely like <laughs> one moment they're kids right and yeah. um jonathan's getting bullied by dio and then the next episode they're like 18 years old and they're like yeah. six foot six muscular <laughs> That's like guys basically no context playing either. rugby you just tune in and they're completely different yeah but i'm pretty sure like everybody knows about jojo now probably because of the memes mm-hmm. um yeah. But I would say the first season is probably a good watch for Halloween. Yeah, uh, uh, you know what? The first three seasons are kind of vampire-based, so any of them might be good. But yeah, the first season yeah. is definitely a lot more cliche, vampire, horror style. I think the attractive thing about JoJo is that the story continuously changes. Every season is different, and uh, it keeps it really interesting. I think uh, a non-horror one for me that I would kind of recommend is Fire Force. I've told you guys many times that I love Fire Force and I think just the character design and the fact that people um, turn into flame monsters. I can't remember what, what, what the actual monsters are called, but they just kind of burst into flames and the main character is called the, de- like he's known as the devil or devil okay. boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think his character design is kind of reminiscent of Soul Eater um, with the sharp teeth and, and just the way he looks in general. And I think that could to be, be honest, non-horror. I, I've heard like, a, a lot of mixed reviews about Fire Force. That's why I never started it. It's incredible in my opinion. I love it. I think it's such a unique story. Yeah. Like, it definitely looks good. And I saw the trailer. Um, but I think just because of the episode lengths, it's about 24. So you got to put a lot of time in it. Yeah, I might, I might end up reading the manga though. Uh, yeah, the manga would be a good compromise. Yeah. So, Tala, do you have any uh, interesting Halloween-themed news stories for us this week? Um, yeah, I think so. This one is definitely very creepy. Um, creepy news. I like it. <laughs> yeah. So, the title of this news story is Terrifying Monster Logo for Osaka's World Fair 2025. Okay. okay. So, a World Fair is just like a showcase of designs for society live um, and the future. Right. So Japan's okay. hosting it, right? It's going to be hosted in Osaka. Mm-hmm. Mm. And there was a massive competition for them to pick a logo. Okay. okay. Do you guys want to see the logo? Yeah, go on. Yeah, Show yeah. it to us. Show it to us. All right. I'm going to send you the logo. Okay. Yeah, go on. For those of you at home, just use this time to search it up for yourself. Yeah. yeah. Now tell me what you think. Oh, you put it on the general chat, I see. Yep. Sorry, how does this have anything to do? Exactly. What is this, a bracelet? It's so crazy. It looks like a bunch of eyeballs grouped together, like in a circle by blood or like intestines. This reminds me of, you know, those bracelets that have those white outline and like the blue eye in the middle. Have you guys ever encountered those ones? That's what it kind of looks like, but in red. Yeah. But still, regardless, it doesn't relate to the expo. No, <laughs> not you at all. You know what it reminds me of? In in, there's, I mean, these eyes kind of pop up a lot in anime. It's quite cliche to have a floating eyeball. But yeah. specifically these ones, I don't know. There's just something about them that's so weird anime-like. It's very unrelated to what the expo is about, yeah. though. Completely unrelated. How so does apparently, to do with it? it was inspired by Cherry Blossoms. Cherry in what yeah, world? How, how is this inspired by Cherry Blossoms? What, did Junji Ito get inspired by, by Cherry Blossoms? <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Where, why, why blue and 
What has blue got to do with cherry blossoms? I thought cherry blossoms were pink. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, this is just like a that, horror and confusion. That is weird like, looking. G- given that it's Japan, I would expect something a bit more stylish or but cute. Who, who sanctioned this? Like who saw that and thought, oh, incredible. Let's put that as the official picture for the expert. Yeah. Never mind someone submitting it. People submit weird shit all, all the time. The but time. but yeah. who saw that and just thought, you know what? That's incredible. Let's use that one. Yeah. So actually, it was picked from 6,000 other loggers. This is other supposed loggers, to represent yeah. Osaka Kansai. Uh, whether the judge is blind or... Yeah. So also, it was picked between five different finalists. So oh, I'll God. show you the finalists, okay? okay? Please do. Even got to the finals. Nice. Yeah. Just open the pictures. What? So how was how, how that chosen? Yeah. The other ones are so much better. I like the middle one, I d- I the top middle it. one, or the I very like the t- right I like one. The top left. Yeah. So there, there was like a lot of online reactions uh, towards this, and people are like, "The 2025 Osaka Expo logo is trying to say kill me." <laughs> <laughs> Just finish it in 2025. Yeah. No and more Expo. I, there was a lot of resemblance uh, to Mitty yeah. from Made in the Abyss. Have you seen Made in the Abyss? No, oh, I, haven't. I haven't. It's on my list. Oh, okay, so there's a character called Mitty. Uh, do a quick Google. Mitty. Yeah, I'm, I'm just searching it up as we speak. Yeah. yeah. Go on. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was like a yeah. deformed character. Yeah. Actually, has a very, very sad story. Yeah. <laughs> People like it looks like her. That's so weird. It's that's, just, it's just. true. You have all of these other great ones. Yep. And they chose that instead. Exactly. Jesus. So, so the creator, right, uh, Tomotsu Shimada. So basically, they made a statement. Yeah. What's the explanation says, for this? I am truly surprised. I was selected. I never <laughs> thought I would become the face of the expo. <laughs> I think everybody surprised me. What? Yeah. yeah. Even he didn't realize. And, um, I mean, he he probably knew that he's just trolling. And just sent this in and he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm just <laughs> yeah. trolling. I don't exactly want to win this. Yeah. The thing was, right, I think he tried really hard because he says like his point of view, the artist's point of view on this was it's a bright light of life. That's what the picture is meant to represent as well as like interconnected cells. What? Um, and the shape of it is meant to uh, apparently look like Osaka or the Kansai region. Okay, I no mean, I'm not sure what how. those regions look like. I'm not very great at geography well, and whatnot. I don't think that's going to be like a good that. comparison. <laughs> I, he doesn't even have a proper explanation for it. So it, cl- oh, it, yeah. it truly means he that he sent, did not expect to win whatsoever. Yeah, he I think he just put it in. Bands. He was a troll. Yeah, he was, ju- <laughs> he, was just, he was just sending it for Bance and then they were like, oh, the artistry. Exactly. I feel like this <laughs> is a perfect example of like how some art is really out there. Yeah, I mean, mm, it's yeah. like, I, I went to the Tate Modern once and there was a bag of sawdust and I just thought, come on. Wait, just a bag with sawdust in it, it or was, like it a branded a bag? a bag of sawdust. No, no, no. I don't know what it was made of. I don't remember what it was supposed <laughs> to be, but it was literally a bag full of like wood shavings, like literally sawdust. Yeah. And this is what this makes me think of. I'm telling was you. Is there anything else around it? I'm telling you. I don't know what it was supposed to be. Because art has been, I would in a way like liberalized that everyone thinks anything can be art now. 
Like literally anything. I mean, you guys have seen that bananas taped to the wall, right? Yeah. Talk your shit, Roman. <laughs> it's just, it's just, I just don't understand. I did, I did see that, by the way. I did, I, I, I did see I, that banana. I, I just don't yeah. understand. Like, I could tape a fruit to the wall, take a picture of it, and be like, "Hey, but give me a million dollars." Behind it, it's the intention, Roman. You you put that orange on the wall with duct tape for a reason. It's a creativity. Reason point. doesn't create. Does it doesn't mean it's art though? <laughs> you know. Anyway, jeez. Not to shit on the whole art community. Um, I mean, I'm not. I'm not shitting on the art community. <laughs> it's just that, like, thinking about how art used to be and how art is now. Because everyone's like, oh yeah, art can be anything. It's just, you know, it just takes away the whole point of it. I think it depends. It. Yeah. There's, there's obviously different types of art. And I feel like as long as you're doing what you enjoy, go and do it. Well, tune in next time to uh, The Theory of Art. My <laughs> <laughs> ramen. Anime, real talk. I mean, at the end of the day, oh, yeah. it's my opinion. So, I mean, I don't care if people shit yeah. on me for it. But, you know. <laughs> also, one final thing with the Expo 2025 yeah. logo. Um, so here's a bit of Japanese as well. Mm. The logo was deemed Kimo Kawaii. What? Do you, do you know what it means? It's cute. Well, I, I, I know, know Kawaii, kawaii means cute. cute. Very yep. cute. So the word in front, Kimo, is creepy. Creepy, creepy cute. cute. Yeah, creepy cute. What? Well, you know, I, I can I can kind of see that. It's a it's more creepy than cute, but yeah. I can kind of get why. Yeah, that's like the Japanese word of the week. Maybe the whole podcast. <laughs> I think you'd be able to sell those <laughs> as like bracelets, honestly. As like an accessory. You know what? I, think, I think as long as that guy was happy and as long as whoever chose that was happy, whatever. But it does not make any sense whatsoever. Doesn't relate yeah, exactly. at all to what you were explaining the expo to be. <laughs> honestly. Yeah, exactly. That was our deep dive on art. God. Please don't submit any sawdust for a review. Yes, we will not review sawdust, regardless of what kind of explanation you have behind them. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's it. Yeah, I guess that's that's it for for our episode today. Um, Just to review, two f two of the uh, listed anime slash manga combinations had a five pumpkin. Uh, Cabinary of the yes, Iron Fortress did. and. Literally anything created Junji by Junji Ito. <laughs> <laughs> he deserves it. Basically. He deserves it. He's done such a great job with the, the horror manga. He, yeah, he definitely deserves the five pumpkins for life kind of thing. But yeah, I, I guess that, that, that will conclude our episode for today. Um, thanks again for listening. Sunday Halloween special. Yeah, that was our... That was our good Halloween special. I hope you enjoyed it. And we want to thank you again for listening. And you can catch us on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, and YouTube as well. And pretty much everywhere else. Yep. Our social media accounts are at Anime Real Talk or at Anime Real Talk Podcast for our Instagram. Um, so if you do want to send any emails or comments or thoughts our way, you can email us at Anime Real Talk at Gmail. Com. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll be back again next week. Bye. Happy Halloween. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.